0: So why not give it a try? Visit denalicanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's denalicanning.com forward slash free. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 676th episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Greg Peterson coming to you from the Urban Farm. This may be, this may be, Kari, the last time I do one of these from the Urban Farm. Oh no, we have our Water your garden class coming up on drip tape on Tuesday. So I guess I have at least one more because I am on my way to Asheville, North Carolina, I'm from Phoenix. So it's a grand adventure and we'll be out of here in thirty days.
1: Yeah, I have mixed feelings about that for sure because <laughs> you're gonna nope. be missed around here, but oh, I am you. excited. I am very excited for what's what's happening with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks. This is definitely the most outrageous thing I've ever done in my entire life because I've lived, I, you know, my team jokes about my triangle. I live in a triangle and I pretty much don't go out of this triangle and it's like probably three square miles.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, you have everything there Yeah. in those three square miles. And
0: exactly.
1: So, so yeah, you're branching out.
0: Yep. And yes, Joy, we will keep everybody updated on the progress of our new farm. Heidi and I bought four acres with a really cool house on it and a dream. In fact, I was telling Kari before we start before we got on with y'all, I was looking at the Google Maps around our farm in Asheville, North Carolina. And across the street, there was this tag that said, and I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was a tag for a community farm. I've heard of community gardens before, but this is a community farm. And when I looked it up, there is a 150 acre community farm, literally 200 feet across the street from me. So That's stellar. That is stellar. (laughs) That is stellar. That is is like magic happening. So yes, you all will hear lots about what I'm doing. Not much is going to change because I'll still do these and we'll still do the fruit tree program. I'll still come into Phoenix for that. And so if you expect to see me on the ground here in Phoenix, I will be here year over year and, and I'll keep teaching, uh, you know, cause I'll do this until my very last breath, you know?
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> you will.
0: Yeah. Cause I have to, you know, people ask me why, and it's like, well, this is what I have to be doing. So All right, let's jump in. I'm very excited. We're here with Kari Spencer tonight. Did you know that keeping a garden journal can help you grow bigger and better vegetables? Kari Spencer, author of City Farming and the Vegetable Gardening Journal and Logbook, I'm very excited about this, we will discuss the kinds of records that are important to keep, how to plan, and what to log anecdotally in a garden journal. She's going to share her personal record-keeping style, as well as tips about various journaling methods and technologies. Discover how planning and journaling can make you a better gardener with less stress over time. Welcome, Kari. Thanks for joining
1: us tonight. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: You know, we, we started chatting a little bit about this, and I've never kept a journal. You know, I just throw stuff in the ground and let it grow. Uh, What I have here at the urban farm is what I call an old growth food forest. I plant things, they go to seed and they come back year over year. And I guess I could be observing that. But we discussed briefly before we started recording, we discussed briefly that keeping a garden, how important that keeping a garden journal is, especially for new gardeners. Talk to me about that.
1: Well, observation is one of the keys to especially in permaculture gardening, but it's good for any gardener to go out in their space and to get to know it Mm
0: -hmm. really
1: well. And for me, I really like to journal that process because not only does it help me to really pay attention Mm because I'm going to write something down, but it also helps me to be able to reference it In the future. Later, yeah. Mm -hmm. and You know, there are times where I'm sure I'm going to remember something. And then the next season, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, well, what was that? I'm not sure how I did that or what happened there or what it was specifically that I grew. The journal can answer all kinds of questions for me.
0: When I just had this interesting thought, I do journal in a particular way here at the Urban Farm. There's a website called rainlog.org. And so anytime it rains here, I, you know, I get really excited and go out in the morning after the the day after it rains and I check my rain gauge and I come in and I post something in rainlog.org. So I actually have records of the rainfall here at the urban farm since about mid-2014. So that's a form of journaling, right?
1: It is absolutely a form of journaling. And there's a lot of ways that you can journal online. There are You know, a thousand and one different programs, apps, I guess you would call them, Mm -hmm. to help you to journal. And that's one of them. I know I have one on my phone called Planta, where I can take a picture of a plant and get Mm -hmm. information about
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: About the plant. There there are just so many. So if you start looking around online, if that's your bent, if you really like to do it Mm -hmm. digitally, Mm -hmm. then for sure, you will find many ways.
0: Wow, cool. All right, talk to me about, this is a vegetable gardening journal that you published, what, late last year, right?
1: Yeah, December.
0: Oh, very late last year. So this is a brand new book. This is called Vegetable Gardening Journal, a Weekly Tracker and Logbook by Kari Spencer. I'm sure they can find it on all the online buyers or booksellers. It's at
1: all the major booksellers. It's also on the great american seed up website, website. you can get it yeah. there
0: greatamericanseedup.org so tell me about your vegetable gardening journal and why you did what you did with this
1: well i just think it's really important i know it's something that i struggle with a little bit honestly mm-hmm. i would rather just fly by the seat of my pants to do anything right right but i have had a few experiences where having something written down would have helped or really did help. Mm-hmm. We have a, a mutual friend, a grower here in Phoenix who grows a lot of tomatoes. And I grew one of her tomatoes one year. And the next year, I couldn't remember what the name of it was. And I mm-hmm. really liked it. It was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And I asked her and she said, I don't know, I grow several dozen kinds of tomatoes. I have right. no idea what it was. Yeah. So I wished I had written it down. And one of did my daughter's ha-
0: did it have a German name to it?
1: It was Punta Banda, it turned oh,
0: out. Oh, but a boom boom. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wandered through her garden area and found it.
0: <laughs> uh, the reason yeah. I asked that, the reason I asked that is because I got one from her about a decade ago, maybe eight years ago. And it was this absolutely amazing tomato about the size of a baseball, deep red. And it grew really well in my backyard. I did save the seeds. I do have the seeds and I did, I guess I journal in two ways because whenever I save seeds, I mark on the packaging of the seeds that I save. So I have those seeds.
1: Yes, that is a form of journaling.
0: Mm -hmm. It's record keeping. So really what you're telling me is it's about record keeping.
1: It's about record keeping. Right. Yeah. However you want to do it, whatever you find useful. I find it really useful to make a map of whatever I'm growing because- I, a lot of times, will just get a wild hair and say, hey, I saw that seed. I want that seed. I'm going to plant that seed wherever I can find space. Mm -hmm. And then I forget what it was Mm -hmm. or where I put it. In fact, just today, because I hadn't mapped a new area of my garden, I accidentally dug up a tulip bulb because I had forgotten that I had planted tulips there and I was getting ready to plant something else. (laughs) right? So I should take my own advice and, and make a map. Up.
0: So you get the bulb that's maybe about the size of a golf ball and it mm-hmm. hadn't pr- uh, sprouted above the ground yet, right? Ah. What you dug up was the bulb with a, a bunch of white roots around the bottom of it, right? Yeah. Yep. So you could, you could replant it and it would have been good to know that it was there.
1: It, it would have because I wouldn't have disturbed it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. So how did this journal come about and talk to me about, your methodology for keeping track.
1: Well, the journal came about because I was actually asked <laughs> to create it. Nice. Yeah, and so I I went about the project, going into it thinking, okay, what do what do I think is the most important people, most important things to to tell people? Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'll just share my experience and what works for me, uh, with the caveat that people are different. <laughs> You know, my way may not work for somebody else, right? but there are, there are many different ways to do it. What I like to do is when I'm getting in, when I'm in the planning stage, I like to kind of map out the garden and decide where I'm going to put things, Mm -hmm. which I rotate my crops. So it really helps to go look at the last year, last year's map Mm -hmm. so that I don't put Mm. tomatoes in the same spot, you know, or I can just make sure that I'm, I'm not growing the same thing over and over again in a space. Go ahead. It's
0: it's specifically important to rotate tomatoes,
1: right? Yes, because they're so prone to disease. Mm -hmm. We want to keep them moving to help outsmart diseases that discover where they are and then will overwinter sometimes Mm -hmm. in the soil. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't want to plant there again in have a problem. Also, I want to journal where something thrived. Okay. So I can write on my map, just say, Hey, this is doing well here. You know, put Mm -hmm. a smiley face or a star or whatever I feel like Mm -hmm. using at that moment. And that way I know that if it's something I can plant over and over again, that would be a good place to put it. Right. Yeah. I like to mark whether things are perennial or annual. Mm -hmm. Because if they're perennial, I just want to be able to leave them there and the annuals can get planted around them. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So my maps come in really useful for that. Then, uh, associated with the map, I will have a page that tells me exactly what I grew. So it might just say corn in mm-hmm. a spot but then associated to that i can say it was this kind of corn oh uh, right yeah because i do like to keep records like that i also like to keep records of any pests that show up mm-hmm. or diseases mm-hmm. and how i managed them and what the results of that management were oh right yeah so if i just let them if i just ignored the pest then that's one thing but if i tried something and it worked well, I want to be able to repeat that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Or if it didn't work well, then there's no point in repeating that. And you can start to see patterns on your property. You probably just know this intuitively because you've been doing it so long on one property. Yeah. But I have moved several times in the last few years. Yep. And (laughs) it's good to have those records to start to know those patterns that happen because then I can be prepared
0: for what's next
1: what's next yeah well,
0: you, you have observation and you know i've been preaching about this for decades number one rule in permaculture is observe and basically what you're proposing is you observe and write it down
1: observe and yeah write it down yeah because memory <laughs> is only so good right, right? <laughs> yeah especially as i get older i i really need my memory tools right But it it really helps with that observation piece. I Mm -hmm. learned through journaling that planting squash later worked better for me on my farm than when I planted it out early. Because Mm -hmm. every time I planted it early, I would get squash bugs. And if if it didn't do well, then I would plant later again, replant. And that one always did better. And I don't know if I would have remembered that Mm
0: -hmm. if I
1: couldn't go look at my notes. Right. From the previous year, yeah. So,
0: so the different things that we can track. There's the data pieces like rain, mm-hmm. and I I just recently saw an article that out in Europe. There's an educational organization that is asking home gardeners and home orchardists to track when their stone fruits are starting to bloom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's tracking long-term data. And there's more and more ways that we can be citizen science about, scientists about that. Then there's tracking, you know, what's happening in your garden year over year. And then I recently interviewed David Fisher with this book here, Just Grow It Yourself. And he's asked me, interestingly enough, so what David Fisher did is he's done the academic research to prove that home gardens are much more effective than the industrial farming system. And what he he recently asked me to do was, Greg, would you track how much food you raise? So what's your actual yields? So that's another thing that we can track.
1: Definitely. Yeah, and yields are really important because if you have something that doesn't yield well and you can't, and there's no other explanation for it, maybe Mm -hmm. you don't want to grow that again.
0: Right, or for sure, move it to a different place in your garden.
1: Move it to a different place. Maybe you planted it at the wrong time.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it really helps you to be a sleuth to figure out those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, well, and journaling
1: helps that. It does. Temperature, you mentioned rainfall, but temperature is a good one to track Uh, because your temperature on your property might not be exactly the same as just the surrounding area. You know, by watching the weather, that may not give you enough of a clue to know what's going to happen. You'll know where cold spots are, Warm Mm -hmm. spots, you know, places that get really hot, and when they start to get hot, those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and definitely my neighborhood, because we have flood irrigation here, is cooler in the summertime. Yes. Yeah. So, what are you tracking in your journal? So this this is a beautiful journal. It looks like we've got the week of. So you're actually, is there a 52 week journal in here?
1: There is a 52 week journal, so you can write things down there. There are some gardening tips. For every week, as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. general gardening tips, but more importantly, you'll be writing down what you think is important in your garden. And it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be detailed. There are many, many things that you can track. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's really up to you what you track. For me, I just like to write down a sentence or two whenever I'm out in my garden.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not real long. You know? not a book. And some people didn't work. What something like
0: something like this worked. This didn't work.
1: Yeah, anything I notice, even that's just of interest. Like I might say, oh, I saw a praying mantis sack on something today. You know, it's just I just like to remember those kinds of things too. Right? right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it varies from day to day.
0: Well, and track. Jewel's here tonight, and Jewel has this. Was sharing with us. Oh my gosh, is it now two years ago? When we did our our COVID lockdown free classes, Jewel was there, and she would update us every week about her the birds in her garden, the hummingbirds in her garden. So that's you know those kinds yeah, see, of
1: things. See, that's personal to her, right?
0: Exactly. And,
1: and those are really great things to mm-hmm. put in your put in your journal. I like to actually just write a few sentences so that I can come back year to year and write something else on the same page. Mm-hmm. Because then I look and I see, uh, oh, on this day, last year, this happened. And two years ago, this happened. And I keep uh, kind of a running five-year journal. I do this with my family, too. I just write a sentence or two a day about what happened in my family. And it's really interesting to go back and look at. And in the garden, that's really, really helpful to me. <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. So hold on. I just, I just saw... I got a glimpse because when I'm looking at this, it's just like, you know, week over week. And, but what I just heard you say was that for, let's just call it, there's 52 weeks in a year. So each year your gardening journal, you go to the same page week 13
1: Mm -hmm. and you're
0: making notes about week 13 in your journal Mm -hmm. year over year.
1: Year over year. Now that only lasts as long as the page until the page runs out. Right. Right. But I but I can date them and I can go back and look anytime I want to. Some people like to do that digitally because then you don't, you're not constrained by page size. Right. Right. So
0: Carrie and I think Carrie's in San Diego. She says, I love to write by hand in my garden journal. And I realize I cannot word search this like if it were digital. I am still making my way to find the journal that works for me. I appreciate the information tonight. So that's an interesting thought. If you did it digitally, you can search.
1: Yeah. Even just a, a word document that, you know, you can search the document Mm -hmm. for anything, anything you want. And I think that's really, really cool. I'm just not very digital. (laughs) I'm not very digitally minded.
0: You know, I've owned I've owned technology companies since 1984, and I'm right there with you. It's like, you know, when I'm out in my garden, I want to be out in the garden. I don't want to be on a piece of technology.
1: Yeah, but some people have tablets and they take them outside and mm-hmm. you know do all kinds of really cool things with them. And like I said, there are a lot of really neat apps out there, so I encourage people to explore those apps and find the ones that work for them.
0: I just, uh, (laughs) I just typed into Google garden journal app. It came up with 187 million (laughs) returns. Go figure
1: yeah, there you go. You might want to be more specific. What do you want to journal, right? right. like uh, for for example, there are lots of different spreadsheets online. Mm-hmm. If you're a mm-hmm. spreadsheet person, mm-hmm. you know, you can find a crop planning spreadsheet. You can find calculators. say you want to know how many seeds you need to plant or to feed your family. Mm-hmm. You know you can put in, the space you have and the number of people and what you want to grow. And it'll tell you exactly how many plants you need. Right? right. So it really makes things easy if you can tap into that. And I have used those before when we had 17 gardens and my kids were younger, I definitely used calculators.
0: Right? Oh, huh.
1: Now I just, I farm and grow things just for fun for me and my husband and whoever else benefits from it at the moment. Right. So I don't have to use all, all that for those kinds of things anymore.
0: Cool. So what questions you all have for Kari tonight? Jewel says my lemon tree produces a boatload of lemons. Do I weigh each box I fill with lemons or just estimate if it was me doing it, I'd be weighing each box. I like to know that Kari.
1: Sure. You can, that's an easy way to know what your yield is Mm -hmm. uh you know you could also count how many lemons are in one box and then estimate how many lemons that is there you go like we were saying what what works for you joel what what do you want to know what do you how specific do you want it to be
0: yeah i have a a anna apple tree in the backyard this Mm -hmm. past in this past year it made so many apples I got probably 250 pounds of apples off of it. And I called Cindy Gentry, our friend, Cindy Gentry, who runs a a local food distribution company. And I said, are you interested in these? And she said, sure. So I harvested them. And I actually so for me, Jewel, that was weighing it box by box because they were paying me by the pound. So I guess it really depends on what works best for you. For certain. Right. So what else about gardening journals, Kari?
1: Well, in the gardening this book, I happen to have a copy here too. There are grids, right? So if you, yeah, if oh, well, that wasn't the grid I was talking about. Oh. But thanks for reminding me. Those are charts. Okay, so there are several charts in in this case. This is a this is an edible flower chart. Yep. Right with with a lot of different varieties of, of flowers and just some general notes about those flowers mm-hmm. and what you can do with them because they are edible. So yep, there's a chart like that. There is also a chart about vegetables.
0: Yep. Um see there's there's the vegetable one. So you did put gardening data in here as well.
1: Yes, there is gardening data in there. Yeah. And I think it'll be helpful to people to just have some of, of my my notes about growing different mm-hmm. vegetables. You know, some specific some very specific things that maybe a particular vegetable seems to need, you know, as far as a nutrient that you mm-hmm. ought to make sure it has plenty of. Those kinds of tips are in the chart.
0: I also love in the back of it. We've got some plant name and cultivator, just data on different plants and seeds.
1: Yeah, you can write so. down. You can write in there what you're growing, and make notes of of the different plants that you have on your property.
0: Cool. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, the journal is Vegetable Gardening Journal, a weekly tracker and log book by Kari Spencer. You can find it at all the great distribution points for books and greatamericansteedup.com and .org. It's actually both of them. Any final thoughts?
1: Final thoughts. Well, I, I, there's a million things going through my head because there are so many benefits and so many ways to journal. Yeah. And I just hope that everybody will give it a try and, and do it for a while and just see what happens.
0: Cool. Mary Lynn, can we comment on the chats? Not sure what you mean by that. We Maybe this is it. Every month we do a gardening chat and a seed chat. Kari was on the seed chat last month talking about mm-hmm. seed starting, It's usually Bill and I. And then for people in the low desert, we do a fruit tree chat as well on growing and how to grow fruit trees in the desert. So we have those. And you can find out about all of those at urbanfarm.org. And I'm really excited. We have a new program here. We've put together a patron program. We do so much giving here of free content. We do all the chats for free. We do all the podcasts for free. And so we put together a patron program that you can support us that supports you. And the first level of the patron of the patron program is access to all of our podcasts. So what we've decided to do is put away the first 650 episodes of the podcast and put them in our patron program. And then the second level of the patron program is we're including a couple of classes every month, a couple of classes on composting or we'll have two new classes every month and and then the third level is we actually will be getting together once a month to do a coaching program garden farming coaching program so if you are interested in the patron program if you go to urbanfarm.org for, urbanfarm.org forward slash patron and find out more about it there and support the work we're doing here because we need to be able to pay all our people to make this stuff happen so there you go i think it's
1: definitely worth supporting
0: and thank you and it's definitely worth supporting and that wasn't me saying that that was barry so all right, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Kari. Appreciate having pleasure. you. Yep. And I'm sure we will do some more cool things. Yes. Terry says, if we are not part of the patron program, we still have access to these calls. Right now, that's what we're doing. So these, the seed chat and the garden chat and the fruit tree chat are still public knowledge. So let's say, but do please, Terry, consider supporting us in other ways so that we can continue delivering this great content to you. All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. And it was nice chatting, Kari. Thanks for having me on. Oh my gosh. Always love working with you. All right. Bye guys.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together.